Alright, hello everyone. Episode 3, Choose Chalk Talk, CCT. Welcome back. Another great day, another great week in college football. Week 3, tomorrow, big day. Big day for many different colleges. Start out with, I want to recap some of the games from last week. But first, my mistakes. I want to shout out a great performance from Leak 1 that I totally forgot about. So, I want to shout out Presbyterian College. They are an FCS school in South Carolina, the Presbyterian College Blue Hose. Don't ask me, that's the name of the team. And uh, I'm shouting out Ren Hefley, who is a Michigan transfer. He threw 10 touchdowns in their win, an FCS record. They won 84-43. to So, Ren, holy shit, you fucking popped off, buddy. 10 touchdowns, that's ridiculous. So, keep kicking ass and doing well. Shout out to Presbyterian College. Now, some breaking news that happened last week. Recently, before I dropped the podcast, I mean after I dropped the podcast, so I couldn't report on it then. But the Big 12, the expansion for the four teams, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, all 10 conference presidents and chancellors rubber-stamped it. So those four schools are set to join the Big 12 no later than the 24-25 athletic season. So what that means is the Big 12, again, like we talked about, is beefing up after they lost Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. All this movement is supposed to happen around 2024-2025. So no immediate changes, but the Big 12, again, is trying to stay alive, trying to grasp at anything, and adding those four non-Power 5 teams to the ranks definitely helps. Will it be enough? Again, I couldn't tell you. There are some good teams there, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, Houston. Cincinnati could potentially push for the playoffs this year. But again, we shall see as the season goes on. But that's something that happened last Friday night. So that news came out. Just wanted to report out on that. Now to get to the games of last week. The big game here that we had that was the big eye-opener was Ohio State. Losing to Oregon in Columbus at the Shoe. My buddy was there, had a bunch of friends who go to Ohio State, very disappointed. Oregon won 35-28. Ohio State suffered a devastating loss on their home field. A little recap, Oregon's offense looked very good, or potentially Ohio State's defense looked really horrible. But give credit to Oregon's offense. Anthony Brown threw for two touchdowns, and running back Fidel. Man was nasty, had two touchdowns himself. I think they literally scored three touchdowns off the same run play to the left. For those who watched the game, it was a counter run play to the left. The guard pulled out. The the wide receiver on the left cracked down on the linebacker, and they handed the ball off, and they scored three touchdowns off that. So Mr. Coombs and the Ohio State defense, he's the defensive coordinator for Ohio State. You need to get your shit together. I don't know what you were doing out there, but you looked really bad. You couldn't stop a nosebleed, pretty much. On the offense, Ohio State looked okay. Stroud had another good performance. Three touchdowns and a pick, but he overthrew a couple passes, showed his underclassness, you know, made a couple errors. The pick, honestly, was an overthrow. Alave, I think, was like five yards ahead of him, and he overthrew him and threw it right to the Oregon guy. And Oregon didn't even have their best two defendings playing. That guy Thibodeau, he was out the D-end, and one of their D-backs was out too. So Ohio State, again, 
Maybe a little nerve-wracking. Home loss. But again, that's probably the best team they're going to play. The Big Ten is tough. They'll play Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. Some tough teams. Probably Wisconsin, the crossover, Northwestern again. But they should take care of the rest of the Big Ten. But they would have to go undefeated, definitely, in order to make the playoff. With another loss, you're not making the playoff. Same for Clemson. and Same for all the teams with one loss. If you have two losses, you're probably not going to make the playoff. I don't care who you are. Overall, Ohio State, I said they aren't in too much trouble, I would say. But um, definitely need to win out. And they definitely have some tough games on the road coming up and later in the season against Michigan and Penn State, etc. Another game, some big inclinations, Texas A&M and Colorado. Texas A&M won 10-7. And you might think, well, why is this game so serious? Well, A&M was ranked, I believe, 5 at the time. I think they dropped now a little bit. But they lost their starting quarterback. He got injured, broke something in his leg. He's out. I heard potentially the whole season, but I've also heard like eight weeks. So I don't know what the story is with that. I'm not the medical staff, so I cannot tell you. Defense gave up a lot of rushing yards. They got gashed by Colorado. And um, A&M potentially pulling an upset against Bama later in the season in their own building. Potentially could be halted now because their quarterback went down. Colorado competed. They almost made the upset. They lost by three points in their home field against A&M. You know, great performance. Can't really ask for much there. They grinded the whole game. Hats off to the Buffalo out there. Played very well. Next, we have Arkansas against Texas. Big horns down for Texas. <laughs> I am very, very disappointed in Texas. Sarkeesian's there. He's the head coach. It's not his fault. This is his first year. He hasn't really recruited much, but Texas, the U, all these teams, the U being University of Miami, they always say they're back, and Texas ain't back. I'll tell you that much. Big horns down. They stink. Big ups at Arkansas in their own building, unranked, knocking off Texas. Texas defense was atrocious. They went up 332 rushing yards against Arkansas, and I don't think Arkansas has, you know, Hall of Famers in their backfield, but they tore it up. Kudos to them. They lit it up. And uh, Texas is running back B. John Robinson. He got stifled the whole game. Rushed for like 19, 19 attempts, like 67, 87 yards. But it didn't look that good. So Texas, very disappointing. Big upset. Congrats to Arkansas. The Hogs are rolling, man. Fayetteville must have been going nuts that night. And it was in Fayetteville. So kudos to them. Hats off to them. Big horns down to Texas. You guys stink. Next, Stanford against Southern Cal. Southern Cal, again, just another team that disappointed me. I thought maybe they could maybe put up a fight against Oregon for the Pac-12 title. But they got blown out by Stanford, 42-28. And Stanford wasn't even ranked, so Southern Cal, I guess they were fed up with their head coach and they canned his ass, so he's fired. Stanford literally grinded, literally fought hard. Great win. Kudos to them. Now, the big thing now that everyone's been talking about is the coaching carousel with Southern Cal. I've heard the Oregon's head coach, Penn State's head coach Franklin possibly. Urban Meyer was even rumored to get it, but he shot that down right away. Because, as we know, he's with the Jaguars now in Jacksonville. But we'll see what happens with the Southern Cal head coaching job. Right now, they have an interim head coach, but... We'll see maybe if one of the better college football coaches could possibly make a move there in the offseason. 
And last but not least, uh, the battle for the state of Iowa, Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa was ranked 10th at the time. Iowa State was ranked 9th. Iowa State, they let me down. Another team that let me down this week. Thought they were going to win handedly with Purdy in the back of the field. It's quarterback and then Brees Hall running the ball. But Hall didn't look too good. He was held in check by Iowa Stout D. Iowa had a total of 173 yards. Iowa State had 339 total yards. But Purdy threw four, no, three picks. Excuse myself. Three picks, which is not good. They had four total turnovers, Iowa State. And you can't win a football game like that. It was in Iowa State, too. I thought a home field. Stadium was jacked. I watched that game. They really let down a lot of people. Turnovers. You can't expect to win with four turnovers. Four turnovers. And that was for all your pride and glory, your state rival. They laid a big goose egg. They did not show up. So, goddamn Iowa State. So, out of all the teams I thought would win this weekend, out of those games, I guess the only one that really won was Texas A&M. Because I thought Ohio State was going to handle Oregon. I thought Texas was going to beat Arkansas. I thought Southern Cal was going to beat Stanford. And I thought Iowa State was going to handle Iowa. So, did not do so well overall with just my picks. and I don't gamble or anything like that. But just, I thought those teams would win. Some of them were favored. Some of them were not. But uh, definitely back to the drawing board for all them. Now, let's transfer over to this week's games to watch. You got number 8 Cincinnati against... Indiana, who's unranked. Cincinnati's 2-0. Indiana's 1-1. It will be in Bloomington, Indiana. That's 12 p.m. Eastern Time, noon start. Look at this game because Cincinnati, again, a Power 5 team that's pushing for the playoffs. With Clemson and Ohio State having one loss now. And Oklahoma potentially struggling. Or even Bama potentially losing throughout the season. Look for them possibly to slip in as that last seed. Obviously, there's other teams like A&M, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, other schools that could potentially squeak in. But Cincinnati's right there. Right, right there. So definitely, that's a big game to watch, especially on the road. We'll see if Cincinnati can live up to the hype. Next, you got Nebraska versus Oklahoma in Oklahoma. That is an original Big 12 matchup, even though Nebraska is now in the Big 10. A lot of history there, two historic programs dating back a long, long time. That's at 12 noon Eastern. That's another good game. We'll see what Oklahoma's made of. They've kind of looked okay in their first two games. Nothing special. They're number three. Nebraska's unranked. We'll see if Rattler rebounds a little bit the first couple games. He hasn't looked that hot at all. Again, potential Heisman front runner. all this hype out the offseason, hype last year. He hasn't really lived up to it. So we'll see what Rattler's made of in Oklahoma. Again, they have no defense. I don't want to hear about their defense. They suck. Oklahoma will never have a defense, at least for the recent future, unless they start recruiting heavy. But again, that's the basketball conference, so we'll see what happens with them. Next, we got number one Bama against number 11 Florida in Gainesville. That is a 3.30 start. We'll be in the swamp. I will actually be attending that game. Roll Tide all the way. I think it's going to be a great game. I think Bama should definitely take care of business, but I think it will be a good game. And I'm not going to, you know, pipe myself up here. Anything could happen, but 
Florida has potential quarterback carousel going on. They, Dan Mullen doesn't know who he wants to start. And potentially, obviously, since last year, they lost all their guys on offense. So did we, but our offenses look great. Their offenses look pretty good, but their defense really hasn't been that hot. I have one good D-back. But again, we'll see what happens in this game. Big game for Bama on the road. SEC East opponent. Should take care of business. Go back to Tuscaloosa. And that should be with that game. Last game I want to shout out is night game. It's where game day is going to be. It's going to be in Happy Valley. You have number 22, Auburn, going on the road to Penn State, who's number 10. 7.30 Eastern game. Kirk, Coach, Lee Corso, Chris Fowler, Reese Davis, all the guys will be there for game day. It's going to be a whiteout game, so you know that stadium will be electric. I'm really excited to watch that game later that night. And uh, honestly, some predictions for all these games. I think Cincinnati will go into Indiana and come out with a W. I think Oklahoma will beat Nebraska, but I think it will be close. I don't think they'll blow them out. I think Bama will beat Florida handedly. Handedly, I mean by like at least three touchdowns or 17 points. Auburn, Penn State. I want to say Penn State. Home. Gets a good Auburn team. Bo Nix potentially starting to come into his own. But Happy Valley, the wideout. It's crazy with Pennsylvanians going nuts. I really don't see how they lose that game. But again, anything can happen. A lot of crazy things happen in college football, as we know. And uh, let's see. That's all I want to say for that. Next, I want to transition to a little segment that I've been talking about. So as I said last week, I've been trying to you know coordinate with some people, bringing them on, some of my friends that go to different schools. So I have friends that go to all different schools, whether it's a big school like Alabama or Ohio State Clemson or a smaller school like a Marist or a Wake Forest or a Mount St. Mary, you know, any type of school you can think of. I'm not just here for big schools. I'm here to represent. And this community is about different colleges and their traditions, et cetera, et cetera. So this segment I like to call is called a College View on College Football. Shout out my boy Lucas for the term. I love it. So this segment... I kind of want to, my impression or my thought for it was have some of my friends come on, have them talk about, you know, their school, tell us about some of their game day traditions, what it's like to go there, talk about, you know, their stadium, the student section, your favorite memory. Just give us all here at Choose Chalk Talk, the college football community, like a bird's eye view, kind of an inside look on what it's like to go to a... You know, a BYU game, for example, or just, you know, just get some insight, a Liberty game. Because obviously we can all watch it on the TV and we can all visit, you know, and go to games. But actually being a student at that college and having that, you know, student pride and representing your school and all the excitement with the band and the stadium and your mascot, that really brings out something different. And honestly, I think it's personally better than the NFL college for one of the reasons is. The whole community, you know, the band, the cheerleaders, the stadium, the atmosphere, being bigger than NFL stadiums, packing it full of crazy drunk students and all their crazy fans and the traditions, and they go back hundreds and hundreds of years before the NFL was even created. Some of those things. So for this segment, I'd like to turn it over to 
my one of my best friends, Big Banana, aka Khalil, who I met freshman year at the University of Alabama. He is currently still there. We'll be graduating in December. And uh, I'm going to have him come on and say a few words. And then after that, we shall take it from there. But uh, introduce him, and then uh, I'll have him come say a few words. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Khalil here. Um, yeah, I go to UA. Um, I'm a senior. I guess maybe technically a super senior because I'm staying uh, an extra like semester to get my second major. But anyways, um, so talking about game day traditions and stuff and what we got going on at Bama. Uh, ascent, well, specifically Chewy, I know if I know I'm going to a game with him, we got to wake up like six hours early, eight hours early. <laughs> Even if the game's at 10 a.m., you know, we got to make sure we get to the stadium on time. Uh, yeah, so, you know, essentially what you'll do is, you know, you just get up, get ready, um, preferably a couple hours before the game. That way you can go out to the quad, um, tailgate with everybody because people there like to set up like weeks in advance for the games, especially when it's a big game like, you know, LSU or Tennessee. So ideally they want to get a good spot on the quad. Um, yeah, so anyways, you know, you wake up, you go to the quad. Uh, if you got friends, you'll go to their tents and stuff. You know, they're drinking pretty hard, getting ready, you know, trash talking the other team, making fun of them because we, we know it's going to be a blowout like every time. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no shame with that. Um, yeah, ideally, um, you want to get to the game maybe like, I don't know, I'd say like an hour or something before kickoff, you know, just so you can get your good seats because, right, you know, we're in the student section, so it's, I don't want to say it's small, but it, it kind of seems small for the amount of students. Well, you know, there's a student section for sophomores and up, and there's a freshman section where they're sitting in the nosebleeds praying that they don't fall off those steep <laughs> bleachers. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, me, Chewy, and everybody else who's not a freshman, that we can chill in the student section, which is in the lower bowl. Pretty close. We're on the visitor's side of the field. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, while we're there, you know, we're usually trash-talking the visitors sometimes, making fun of them, you know, because we got short guys and then tall guys out there that look like string beans. So it's nice to break their chops every now and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get there like an hour and 30, you know, before, get a good seat. Ideally, you want to be super close because if you get there, you know, literally when the game starts, you're you're screwed. You're going to be at the highest point in the student section, which nobody wants. Um, yeah, during, uh, right before kickoff, they, the university, they have, like, hype videos going on, the projectors showing, like, the greatest moments and the greatest, like, tackles and hits and catches and well literally the greatest moments because they want everybody to be hyped up for the game then they start playing man i don't know what song it is but it's like a stereotypical like hype song no not thunderstruck it's a different it's a different one they got some like super like <laughs> it's so generic i, I kind of hate it but they they play it because you know we're the greatest college football team around so you know a little hype video doesn't hurt us um yeah they play some hype videos and they get uh, Thunder start going when the uh, players come out. They have we, we have another chant. I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm never singing the chant, so <laughs> I don't really know uh, how it goes. Um, but you know, we got a pretty good chant, and the whole stadium gets hyped, especially the student section. They're waving their uh, 
man, yeah, the pom-pom things, yeah, pom-pom on a stick, the shakers, that, yeah, the shakers, they're waving the hell out of those shakers, so yeah, game's going through, you know, we're in the game now, we're getting hyped because we're the best around, just rocking players, it's a blowout, it's like we're playing Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> it's sad, it's really sad, really, it's probably what it's gonna be like with Florida, I guess we'll see, um, so yeah, post-game, um, Sometimes we'll stay for the full game, but you know, there's no really, there's no real point in staying for the full game if we're blowing them out. Other than the fact that they had us download an app like a year ago, some little BS app that tracks your attendance through the game, so you can get a better chance at getting tickets the following year. Which, like, really, like, really didn't even matter because, I mean, I got literally every uh, home game. So let's say we do leave. If we leave, we'll usually hit um, Cane's. Cane's is this wicked chicken spot. It's like Zaxby's, if you know what Zaxby's is. Way better, yeah. It's like it's like they put crack in their chicken. It's insane. Uh, yeah, they're just phenomenal food. We'll get this after the game. You know, it's sometimes it's packed, sometimes it's not. Uh, we'll go there, eat, grub, then uh, you know, after we're done, we can either chill. Uh, play games or something, or get ready to go to a party if we, you know, we're, we're, uh, if we really want to. Because ideally, you know, the hype that comes from winning the game or having a close game—not that we really have close games—but just the hype from beating somebody. You know, everyone wants to get wasted. <laughs> uh, then yeah, I would say after that, after the party and stuff, knowing me, I I procrastinate a lot, so that's when I gotta get on the boat with my homework. But yeah, that's really it. You know, that's that's how it goes at Bama, I think, or at least that's my perspective. You know, tailgate. We'll wake up early, tailgate, go to the game early, turn up in the game, get hype, leave and go eat some chicken and then party and maybe but probably not do some homework. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me, Chewy. Uh you know, until next time, I guess. Thank you, Banana, for that great <laughs> soliloquy great insight again the college view on college football me and a banana have been to hundreds of games together so just put all that into perspective for what is it we play 12 games like half of them are home games so <laughs> getting that to perspective it's a lot of fun great times again i recommend for everyone whether you go to the biggest school in the country or the smallest school in the country just get out there, show your spirit, and get to a game. It's a different type of animal, different atmosphere. Definitely a great experience. Lastly, before we wrap up today, I want to give some predictions for some conference winners. Give a little conference championship preview. And again, we'll see how it turns out. But uh, let's get this going. We're going to draw this up right now. So let's start with... Personally, I'm just going to do the Power power, uh, power 5 conferences because that's what I know my bread and butter. Obviously, there's great other conferences, the Sun Belt, the AAC, the tons of independents, but I'm just going to start off with the Power 5. So starting with the ACC, you got the Atlantic Division and the Coastal Division. Those are the two sides of it. Let's see, to start off with, on the Atlantic side... That's teams like BC, Boston College, Wake Forest, NC State, Louisville, Clemson, Syracuse, Florida State. Clemson, 
Not a doubt in my mind, they'll be out on that side. So we'll have Clemson. And then on the coastal side, you have Virginia Tech, Pitt, Virginia, Duke, Georgia Tech, the U, University of Miami, and UNC, North Carolina. Honestly, that could be a toss-up, that side. But personally, I'm going to say Pitt. Roll with Pitt, the quarterback. He's been tearing it up. He can potentially take some more steps moving forward. So you got Clemson versus Pittsburgh in the finals, the ACC championship. Clemson comes out on top of that. No doubt in my mind you can book it now. Clemson's winning the ACC unless something dramatically happens within the next couple weeks or months. Next, we'll shift to the Big 12. And the Big 12, there's no divisions. It's just straight 10 teams in it. I'll state, so the first top two teams play each other for the Big 12 championship. So obviously you're going to have Oklahoma there. And right now you have Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, all 2-0. Then you got West Virginia, Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, all 1-1. Honestly, potentially could see Oklahoma against Baylor again. Maybe TCU comes out of nowhere or in Oklahoma State. But right now I'm going to book it Oklahoma versus Baylor. And I think Oklahoma should book it. You can, again, book it right now. They should win the Big 12 handily. Again, unless something severe happens, you can book that. Next, we shall shift over to the Big 10. Big 10, I would say, is probably the second best conference in college football behind the SEC. So the Big Ten East, this is the better side. You have teams such as Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana. So right now, Michigan State, Penn State are both 2-0. Ohio State's 1-1, Maryland's 2-0, Rutgers is 2-0, Michigan's 2-0, Indiana's 1-1. I do have faith in Ohio State that they'll pull it out and win the East. I'm not saying they can't lose, but again, that side is definitely going to be up for more competition. Penn State is going to play Ohio State. Michigan's going to play Ohio State. Ohio State's going to play Maryland, Michigan State. They're all going to play each other, and those are all tough games for Ohio State. But I have faith in Ryan Day, C.J. Stroud to go out and get it done. Now in the Big Ten West, you have teams like Iowa, Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska. Right now, I really do like Iowa. Potentially Northwestern taking another step to get back there. Minnesota's competitive as well. But right now, I like Iowa. They showed me a lot last week against, against Iowa State. But again, I think OSU should win. Ohio State should win the Big Ten. So OSU against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. I really do think that, again, Ohio State could lose throughout the rest of the season. They could have two losses, maybe even three. But I think still to win the Big Ten. Honestly, whoever comes out of that eastern side, whether it's Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, or Michigan, I think they will win the Big Ten hands down. I don't think the other side, besides Iowa, Wisconsin potentially, None of the other teams really impressed me this year, considering the prior years. Now we'll shift to the Pac-12. So at West, 
we have the Pac-12 North and we have the Pac-12 South. Those are the two divisions. In the North, we have Stanford, Oregon, Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Washington. The North should be a no-brainer. should be Oregon, no problem. Anthony Brown and their coach. I forget his name. It's a very distinct name. I'll catch that next week. But um, Oregon should handily, the Ducks should handily take over and win that side of the Pac-12. On the other side, you have the Pac-12 South. You have UCLA, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Southern Cal. Originally, I would say Southern Cal is going to take it, but UCLA, Chip Kelly, could possibly pull it off this year, win the Pac-12 South. So Oregon against UCLA. In the Pac-12 championship, I say Oregon takes it. Again, I wouldn't book it yet. It's not a surefire. But I think they should. Be, those teams should both come out of their respective divisions and then meet in the Pac-12 championship. And who knows, maybe the winner could possibly make the playoffs this year. Again, with Clemson and Ohio State both losing week. Well, Clemson lost week one, Ohio State just lost week two. With them both with one loss, and Ohio State with a tough rest of the season. We shall see what turns out. Again, like I said before, non-Power 5 teams and independents and all these other schools could have a better chance of making it this year with those teams potentially in the balance. Now the SEC East, well the SEC Southeastern Conference broken up into the SEC East and the SEC West. So the SEC West... Teams like Bama, Auburn, LSU, A&M, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Old Miss. Out of the West, I'll take Bama all day. They'll definitely have some tougher games throughout the season, like going on the road to A&M, home game against Old Miss. LSU always decides to play us tough at Auburn. Auburn will be a road game for Alabama this year, the Iron Bowl. One of the most bitter rivalries in college football. Trust me, it's insane. I'll talk more of that as it gets closer to that rivalry. Watch out for that game. Because when it's always in Auburn, Auburn always decides up, decides to show up. So every two years, they decide to play really good and potentially love to upset us. So take a look out for that. Again, but Bama should definitely be in Atlanta, where the SEC Championship is played in December. In the East, you have teams like Kentucky, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Mizzou. It's Missouri. No doubt in my mind, Georgia should be there. Florida took a great step down with losing all their star-ass players. Kyle Trask, Pitts, Kadarius Tony, some guys on the defensive side of the ball. They will not be there. Teams like South Carolina, they're 2-0 right now to start. So is Kentucky, but those teams will lose to Georgia. South Carolina will probably put up a good battle against Georgia. Tennessee, they always say is back. Tennessee ain't doing nothing this year, I'll tell you that much. So you got Bama, Georgia. I say Bama comes out on top. Saban owns Kirby Smart. We have Georgia's number. So my conference winners, I would take. We have Clemson defeating Pitt, winning the ACC championship. I have Oklahoma beating Baylor in the Big 12, winning the championship. I have Ohio State defeating Iowa in the Big 10 championship. I have Oregon beating UCLA in the Pac-12 championship. And I have Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship. Those are my five Power Five Conference championship predictions and winners. Again, as the season goes on, we shall see. 
see how it turns out to play. And then I guess at the end of the year when this happens, we'll pull this back out and we'll say, hey, how'd I do? We'll see if I went 5 for 5, 4 for 5, if I got them all wrong. Who knows? We'll see. I uh, just want to shout out everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Another great week. College football tomorrow. Everyone tune in. Enjoy. Appreciate you coming in. Appreciate Banana coming down. Me and him will be at the great Bama Florida game tomorrow. Roll Tide. And uh, thank you everyone for pulling up. I hope you like the little segment of uh, College View and College Football. Want to get you know different people, different views in. And have the sense of community and feedback from many different people. So stay tuned for more of that. Let me know what you think. And uh, appreciate y'all. And uh, deuces. Alright, peace. Thank you everybody.